Hi, welcome to the Cake Adjacent Podcast, a once a week update on all things food, family, community, gardening, whatever. We call it Sidecar. If it has to do with the rituals around food and holidays, making food or ticking at places, or remembering what we were eating during important times in our lives, we'll talk about it here. Hello, friends. Do you have three good things from this past week to share with me today? Here are my three things. Number one, the weather changed, and it has been beautiful the past three days here. The windows are all open, the fans are on, the air conditioning is off. The air even looks cleaner when it's not so humid. Even the tomatoes are happier. Number two, my second good thing is actually somebody else's good thing, but I will celebrate it. Ben left on a work trip and he got to his location with his luggage without any of his flights being canceled. That's really a miracle. My third good thing is that yesterday, my best local girlfriend, Kate, came over for a visit, which is why I'm recording this on Sunday. I hadn't seen her in at least a year. She doesn't live that far away, but she's like me and lives in her head, which is sometimes not a great place. So we give each other a lot of space and grace. We text each other often. We are the kind of friends who can pick up right where we left off. Like me, she has health issues and she's now suffering from long COVID. So she is more comfortable at home generally, but our house is a safe place for her. And even though my house is a hovel, She's the one friend who gets to see it. She brought over takeout from Silver Diner and we shared a mini chocolate cream pie from Wegmans because for some reason they don't seem to ever have that peach and passion fruit layer cake that I love so much. And we watched two movies while all the cats and Ladybug snuggled her on the couch. Kate and I met at our workplace because our missions converge. And when she moved to Maryland, we didn't get to work together anymore. But before the pandemic, she would come over almost every other Saturday to watch TV with me. And we'd either order pizza or make something or Ben would make something and we'd do a craft, maybe knitting or I would knit. And she would just get covered in kitty cats while we watched something on TV. Yesterday, we watched Turning Red, which was absolutely wonderful. It is the animated film about the 13-year-old girl who turns into a red panda when she hits puberty and Encanto. And we talked about our mothers because if it's not one thing, it's your mother. And I sent her home with some strawberry sauce and some peach sauce and three packs of cookie dough because it was stacking up in the fridge and she loves cookies. So I think I've mentioned here that Ben gave me cookie dough of the month club. And one of the things I love about those sorts of gifts is that they are a gift that are also a gift because I love sharing. And I really need to get a big enough listenership so that I can get a coupon code for you to all try these sorts of things out. So those are my three things, my three good things from this week. And all three of them are sort of the foundation of my sermon today. So while I don't feel like I have to do a big clean for when Kate comes over, I did have to wash all the covers on the sofa because it's covered in cat hair. And um, I did run the vacuum around and I did a little organizing in the living room so we could actually see the television. 
We don't spend a lot of time in the living room in the summer because it's the only room in the house that doesn't have air conditioning and it doesn't have any windows that open so it can be a very hot and stuffy room. But the weather has been so nice that I had the front door open with the screen on it so that the cats don't get on or out and I had a fan going. The living room has this big bay window, the only window original to the house still, and the afternoon sun comes pouring in, which is one of the reasons why it makes it so hot in there. So I'm rarely downstairs in the living room. Anyway, while I was waiting for Kate to come over, I was in the living room, sitting in my comfy chair, knitting a hat for my friend Karen's dad, listening to Spotify instead of watching the news. And because I had a whole different perspective than I usually do, I saw things that I haven't seen in the front yard before, like the most yellow goldfinch ever, hopping around in a few flowers out there eating zinnia seeds. And I kept seeing it over the course of the day. It was so bright that I would catch it out of the corner of my eye. We have a lot of those house finches, but they are dull brown or vaguely purple. And I never, ever see those really, really bright yellow ones. So it was a treat. Sometimes we get so used to seeing the same view that we forget a perspective change can be refreshing. I am absolutely a creature of habit and I find solace in the things I know I can count on. I like to take the same route to the office because I can check in advance to make sure there's not been an accident on the route. I like to park in the same area of the parking lot at the grocery store because then I don't have to think, oh, where did I park my car when I come out of the grocery store? My idea of spontaneity is when there's a package at the post office box or when there's something new to watch on TV or when there's cake at the office. I'm not completely averse to change, but change can be anxiety provoking. And honestly, there are enough things that I have no control over that I do not have to go looking for more things to be anxious about. But that said, there's no reason why I can't change my perspective now and then and hang out in the living room looking for the goldfinches instead of upstairs in the bedroom where my view is MSNBC and Twitter for 27 hours a day, right? In less than a month, it'll be more comfortable to hang out outside under our canopy where we can even light a fire in our fire pit, not under the canopy, and I have enough mosquito sticks to last us until there's a hard freeze and it will be so nice to be outside even if there's not much to look at because I didn't do anything in the garden. But maybe I'll be inspired to make a plan for next year. I've been very slow in writing the new episodes of Two Chocolate Cakes. I have a long list of recipes and prompts and titles, but actually pulling the stories out has been harder than I thought it would be. I don't know if I'm just having a hard time multitasking between work work and all my various side hustles, or if the idea of dredging up some of these memories isn't as appealing as I thought. The first season had been written for several years and I had shopped it around to agents and publishers and finally decided I would just read it as a podcast. I would like to think that it is any number of things that is getting in the way. But it is hard work to write, and it's hard work to remember, and it's hard work to keep it short and detached. So many of the first batch of essays were a lot of family lore and oral history going back 30 or 40 years. And the later stories and going forward, they are pretty much just all mine and kind of recent. So there's all this unresolved stuff, feelings, and emotions and 
issues and stuff. So maybe that's what's making it harder to produce. Anyway, that's the long explanation, I guess, for why I haven't dropped the second season of Two Chocolate Cakes episodes yet. But I am writing things down and making notes, and I have more than a season and a half of stories. I just have to let them out. So I feel like I'm making progress. It's just a lot slower than I originally anticipate, and I apologize for that. And other news, no farmer's market this week. Everything just got away from me, and that's okay. I had some peaches in the house from last weekend. So yesterday, I peeled and froze them before they went to the dark side, about eight pounds total. If you don't know how to freeze peaches so you can deal with them later, place them in a pot of boiling water for about a minute and then plop them in a pot of cold water and then you just rub the fuzzy skin right off. Then either cut or squish the peach, pulling out the pit and any kind of hard stuff like the stem into a bowl and drain off the liquid and put all the peach solids in a container. I use reusable silicone Ziploc bags if I have enough on hand. Otherwise, I use plastic freezer bags that I can reuse a couple of times. Squeeze the air out, zip them up, and then into the freezer. It helps to measure and mark your bags. So each one of my bags is two pounds, which makes it a lot easier for when I'm thinking about a recipe and doing inventory in the freezer. I also threw some raspberries in the freezer to use later and a pint of blueberries. Have I told you how much I love my chest freezer? Okay, let's move on to the food and otherwise holidays for the week. We are smack dab in the middle of August, and while I know some of you are already lamenting that the days are getting shorter, I will never be sorry that the days are getting cooler. I will never be able to get used to the heat and humidity of the Mid-Atlantic. It is oppressive, and it makes me feel sick a lot of the time, and I'm always looking forward to cooler days and much cooler nights. Okay, so today is Sunday, August 14th, and it is National Melon Day. And I like all melons, but not all melons are great. Do you know how to pick a decent cantaloupe? First, you smell it. And if it smells like a cantaloupe, then it's probably ripe. You can also see faint orange flesh under the pebbly skin of a cantaloupe. And that also means it's usually ripe. And finally, if you can push very softly your finger or your thumb in at the end of the melon, not where the stem was, but on the other end, and it yields under your pressure, then it's probably ripe. You can tell a watermelon is ripe by two ways at least. The first is if the spot where the watermelon was sitting on the ground is yellow, then that usually means it's ready to eat. And second, if you thwap it with your hand and it makes a nice knocking sound that's kind of hollow, but not totally hollow sounding, almost like when you knock on a door or when Pete hits Ladybug in the head and it makes this kind of hollow sound, then it's ripe. If it's a high pitched ping sound, then it is not ripe. I don't know all the tricks having to do with honeydew melons, but I do know that if you can smell it, it is good to eat. And if you can't smell anything, it is probably not a good melon. But the smell trick is kind of tricky because if you buy it when it smells good, it means you have to eat me right now. Because if you wait, it'll be overripe the next time you blink. Honeydew melons are definitely very fickle. It's also National Creamsicle Day. And most of them are vanilla ice cream with orange on the outside. However, Jen and I tried a new ice cream bar on our podcast that would easily be described as a creamsicle the other day. 
Um, and it was so delicious. It was pineapple and coconut ice cream bar. It was all mixed up, didn't have a coating, and it was so good. I highly recommend it. They are made by Johnny Pops, J-O-N-N-Y Pops, P-O-P-S. And we got them at our regular grocery store. So look for them in your ice cream novelty section. It is also Love Your Bookshop Day. And my favorite bookshop is Honest Dog Books in Wisconsin. They have this feature where you tell them what you're interested in. And then they send you a few used books they think you might like, and it's a total surprise. The books come wrapped in brown paper, which is nice and often decorated with little drawings and stickers. Give them a follow on the socials, and when you want to buy a new book or pre-order a book from your favorite author, author, please go there first and order it. Amazon has enough money. Honest Dog Books is not a sponsor, but they could be if they wanted. Monday the 15th is Lemon Meringue Pie Day, as well as Check the Chip Day. And no, that is not a day where you check to see whether your chocolate chips or potato chips have run out or expired, although that would be a very good and important day and I would support it. It is a day to raise awareness on the importance of microchipping your pet. A microchip with your up-to-date contact information is your first line of contact if your pet gets lost or misplaced or stolen out of your neighborhood or if you're traveling. Tuesday, August 16th is Bratwurst Day, which is really just a giant hot dog and therefore a sandwich. And you know how I feel about sandwiches. Two thumbs up. It's also Rum Day. And I'm not a huge fan of rum, but Jenna's been talking about this rum from Key West that I think I have to try. It's also National Roller Coaster Day and National Tell a Joke Day. And it is no joke how little I like roller coasters. The less said about that, the better. Wednesday is Vanilla Custard Day which is really the base for most custards, so you can pretty much have any kind of custard you want. The filling of an eclair, or a cream puff, or a lobster tail, or a frozen custard. I will let you pick what works for you. It's also Baby Boomers Recognition Day. Let me say that again, Baby Boomers Recognition Day. And to that, I have just this to say, really? Baby Boomers do not get enough recognition every goddamn day of the week with their representation in all branches of government? Thursday is National Soft Ice Cream Day, which is like a frozen custard, but not as rich. And it is Bad Poetry Day, which I'm going to give it to you straight. This is really every day. Like good poetry is good, but bad poetry is every day. And I should know because I write a lot of bad poetry. It is also Mail Order Catalog Day and Never Give Up Day, which I think are intrinsically linked. I'm surprised that it's not also Renew Your Third Card third-party car warranty day. Friday is a big day, and I really should have led the entire week with this to get you ready. And that is because it's potato day! And it's also hot and spicy day, and you can absolutely stuff your potato with something hot and spicy, and that is not a pervy euphemism. I think the only way I don't love potatoes is home fries, and I think that has to do more uh, with the seasoning than anything. And because sometimes they're just cold by the time they come to your table at the diner. And I just don't like a cold potato unless it's potato salad. And do you know who makes the best potato salad? My mother. What I like about her potato salad is that she makes a special batch for me and Catherine that doesn't have onions in it because we don't love raw onions. Okay, sidebar, let's rank our favorite potato dishes. Here's mine. One, shoestring fries. Two, roasted with goose fat. Three, tater tots. Four, baked potato loaded with stuff. And by stuff, I mean cheese, butter, sour cream, chives, bacon bits, maybe chili, 
really whatever else you want to put in there. Pulled pork. Um, yeah, pretty much anything. Hot dog pieces, beans, all oh, beanie weenies. Oh, that would be good. If you stuffed a baked potato with hot dogs and beans, I might have to try that. Okay. Five scalloped potatoes, either homemade or from the box, because the box is honestly just as good. And I can't say that about everything. Six potato salad. Um, my mom's recipe. Seven potato pancakes or boxty. Uh, eight potato breads or rolls. Nine red skin potato salad. A uh, ten twice baked potato casserole and eleven hash browns. Friday is also International Orangutan Day, and do them a solid and watch the ingredients on your favorite chocolates and candy to make sure you're buying from companies that do not use palm oil. Palm oil production destroys rainforests and causes deforestation, which means all the animals in the rainforests, including orangutans, are dying. It doesn't take much to do a Google search to find a list of chocolate bars and candy companies that do not use palm oil. And finally, it is National Patient Advocacy Day. And this is like microchip day. It is so helpful if you have it, and it is so sad if you don't. I know that not everyone knows how to advocate for themselves, so if you ever need a pep talk before going in to advocate for yourself or someone you love, hit me up because I will pump you up. Even someone as pushy as me has trouble being my own advocate sometimes, so I know how hard it is. But doctors are overcommitted and they aren't always listening and they are just trying to get you the fastest and cheapest care, and that isn't always the care you need or want, and you have to tell them, okay? All right, Saturday is lemonade day and chocolate pecan pie day, but I would not recommend having them together because that's like orange juice and Oreos. It's also International Homeless Animals Day, and you may know that across the country, uh, shelters are participating in Clear the Shelters Month. So if you've been thinking about getting a new pet friend, this would be a good day for that. I've had my eye on one of 4,000 beagles myself, and maybe an orange kitten with white undercoating. It's also World Honeybee Day, and those are a little harder to adopt, but you can support honeybees by doing the following. Buying honey locally from your local beekeepers. By planting things in your yard that honeybees like. By pledging not to spray insecticides or herbicide in your garden. All of those things support other pollinators too. And while other pollinators like wild and solitary bees and butterflies and bats and moths and some wasps and flies do not make honey, they do actually pollinate, more than honeybees, almost all of the flowers that we need for the fruits and vegetables that we eat every day. So don't kill them. Okay, that about wraps up Sidecar for this week. Please remember to support Sidecar and Two Chocolate Cakes by joining the Patreon, uh, where you get extra content and surprises in the mail like postcards and stickers and who knows what else might be coming, by rating and recommending the podcast to your friends, um, by talking it up. Uh, we hit 10,000 downloads last week, which is pretty awesome, and we have about a steady 200 listeners per episode, and I love that, but let's get that to 500. I know we can do it. I mean, we have a crazy amount of listeners for the Agenda podcast, and we just talk about, like, nonsense. So help me get to 500 listeners an episode, and I will thank you for your support and your friendship. I will see you next week, but until then, remember, I'm not the one taking one bite out of every tomato in the garden. 
Contribute to your local back-to-school backpack and school supplies drive if you can. And stop supporting companies that are busting unions. That's just shitty. There are plenty of other places where you can get coffee.